Lumos. It's burning. Warm apple pie. Hello, friends. Welcome to Shell Cottage Radio, a cozy Potter podcast. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hello, fellow Potterheads. We are broadcasting to you from our beautiful little shell cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth of America. This is our second episode of Shell Cottage Radio, in which we will discuss our rewatch of the first movie of the Fantastic Beasts series, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But before we get started, how are you, honey? I'm wonderful, sweetie. You know, I also want to clarify something, too. Um, when I do my intro... I say I'm a friendly tech wizard, okay? Former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. That's like um, Lockhart. Lockhart has this moment where he says me, and he just like, he does all these different like <laughs> things, it. you know? And I've always thought it was really funny, and he's just kind of like smiling, and this is the you know, like in the in the film, and he just says me and you're just like oh, oh yeah so pleasant like to just see okay yeah that's who we're talking about <laughs> that guy all right so i don't know so i felt like i wanted folks to know uh why i say all that craziness there at the beginning because i think it's just fun i think i don't know i like to live my life like i am kind of in a movie and uh or i am the star of my own movie and i think everyone else should do that as well so it's like yeah i want to be the captain of the hufflepuff quidditch team sorry you, i was you were. Yeah, you I was. Were. yeah i was back in the day okay I mean... Um, sweetie, and I'm I'm pretty sure you you're a keeper. Oh my, okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, I would say so. You are a keeper. You know that, am I right? But you're also a. I would say you're you were kind of a seeker. Or you think I would be? Yeah, I think I would be a good seeker. You I know, think you like would be. I mean, like thinking how Harry, think, thinking back how Harry caught his first um. His first snitch. There you go. <laughs> mm. Pouring some coffee. Love the sounds. Um, so thinking back um, on how Harry caught his first snitch, uh, we should do like a live thing where I prove my skills on catching grapes oh. with my mouth. Like I am a pro at this so yeah. um or like blueberries or a little like gummy bears whatever it is like small little if it's food, you know she will catch i it will catch her. it with my mouth <laughs> uh like no joke actually she that was that was one of your bragging points early on i was like okay we're gonna have to put that uh to the test and you you came through on that uh that was pretty awesome i did actually take advantage of that i just kind of tossed a few up there and you were great you know it's all about kind of seeing it and getting underneath you have to get a high enough toss but yep. I threw some right at you, and you were like, boom, I still got it. Or you could, like, duck down sort of. So you play volleyball. You got to get right. low sometimes, right? You got to yes. lower your all, level. All the time. Then, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Like, so. our coach would yell at us if we would be upright. That's, like, a no-go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, real quick on that note, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. But if anyone remembers the, um, I don't know, do you do you eat, like, Haribo? Haribo? Huh? Haribo? H-A-R-I-B-O, like gummy bears. 
Those I are look huge. This up. That's a huge company. Um, and if any anyone remembers the little, I don't know how you pronounce them in English, but Pico Bala, because they look like little soccer balls or whatever. Okay. And I used to. So if anyone remembers them or oh. you know knows what they look like, they're like small little um, gummy bears. And whoa, whoa, I would whoa, whoa, buy whoa. I would buy a package of them, and I would eat the whole freaking thing by just piece by piece. I would toss it up, right. toss it, and catch it with my mouth. Like that's how you. That's how you. I eat. would just be in my room, listen yeah. to like an st- audio book um, or something. Love oh. to do that and just toss them and catch them with my mouth and finish the whole thing the whole package okay see i feel like and I, I would love to get some feedback on this from any, any anyone who listens because i actually think if you were my roomie and i you were just chilling there on the bed and you just you just thought you were cool you're like yeah watch this i'm just gonna <laughs> like I, would just, I don't know i would try something with a magic you know i don't yeah. know charm or something just to make because you think you're so cool you're like oh it's like 15 in a row you know 16 in a row i was like Phew. it would get annoying to me i'd be like i don't know think you're so cool over there if you can catch all these gummy, these gummy bears they're actually gold bears though sweetie if you look the oh the original yes they are gold yeah. bears but gold there's bears. so many different kinds if you go to a german supermarket you will yeah there's a whole section on just haribo haribo okay um i just looked this, these up and then i'm sort of like yeah that's just not the kind i would gravitate towards the the packaging looks like <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's not what I'm used to. Okay. So now we know. Anyway, we don't eat gummy bears anymore. <laughs> no, we don't. Now I switch to grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're healthier for you. So, oh. um, yeah. But uh, as I was saying, I'm doing wonderful, and I'm just pumped. Actually, I'm I'm really excited because we are doing this, and we're kind of getting uh, our feels, you know, for the whole podcasting thing and podcasting together, and yeah. Eating and drinking on the <laughs> podcast. What do you have over there? Sorry, uh, just what is talking that? about food made me hungry, and I'm just having a piece of chocolate. It's actually just dark chocolate, no sugar. It's just I love dark chocolate. Can I try a little piece? Of course. I think but we I'm had s- these in our pancakes the other day, and we'll talk about that later. But I, yes, don't, we know. Did. I don't know if they were. This has some zero sugar. Something that's called erythritol in it, but it should be yes. To be honest, it, it erythritol, no sugar. Okay. Um, which is like a sugar substitute. <clears throat> sorry. Um, but sorry, like mm-hmm. I'm from Germany and American chocolate just mm-hmm. sucks. I'm sorry. Really? But like we have Switzerland right next door. Really? And their chocolate is so much better. Wow. Sorry. Well, I, sorry. I can't. Sorry, I have to say this. Just a very Ravenclaw thing to do, really. To be like that. Like, oh, uh, you know. We're just oh yeah, sophisticated. I don't know though, because I like to make one of the, the Gryffindors a lot because they think they're the popular cool kids. <laughs> I don't really know where where Ravenclaw fits. I don't know, just kind of we see we're so jaded by the Gryffindors in the films and stuff. Anyways, yeah, okay, cool. All right, chocolate is better in Switzerland. I get it. All right, um, no, that was actually that was really good though. This is some dark chocolate with coffee which is a favorite um of ours mm-hmm. and uh yeah so anyway sweetie i am doing absolutely fabtastic how are you doing oh yeah i am doing fantastic <laughs> now we have we just had keto pancakes for brekkie mm-hmm. 
and I made some of my favorite teas, which is uh, cinnamon apple spice with just a little bit of monk fruit because I'm such a sweet tooth. I mean, you heard it. Gummy bears, chocolate, all that good stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, I I just love healthy food and like trying to figure out alternative um, foods and, and just it just helps me. I know some people say, okay, have a little bit of this, have a little bit of that. And you'll be fine, but I just want to finish the whole thing then. So that's yeah. why I love figuring out different alternatives. Like, okay, what can we use instead of sugar? What can we use instead of um, flour? All that good stuff. It's so much fun. Right. And we're foodies. I mean, we said that in the first episode. I'm half Hufflepuff almost. So, And you're a Hufflepuff. So we're definitely big on food. Um. So, yeah. But... Yes. Uh, we also raise our hands on this podcast, too. So if you come <laughs> over to the video version, you will see that I raised my hand to get in here real quick, which I think is just polite. All right. Uh, but, sweetie, I just wanted to say, there's so much food up here on this table with all this equipment. <laughs> it worries me a little bit because if you guys saw this, I'll, maybe we'll post once we get kind of our, well, we can post something on our, oh, on yeah. uh, Floor and Bill, right? It's where you guys can follow us over on social media. Uh, but we've got like a full thing of coffee. I was like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, this will make sense in just a second. But I was about to go pour some coffee before the show. And Lottie was like, no. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, right? Sorry. <laughs> She's also getting used to the mic right there. So sorry if we just laughed in your ear. Just banging um, left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get that out. No, I'm not going to. See, this is the thing. I, I You, you got to be. I'm oh, sorry. This is a one take. This is a one take. You got to roll with it. Um <laughs> No, it's it's honestly pretty good. So her microphone too is also she some Lottie goes up and down in dynamics, so I have to like turn it up really nice and crackly, nice and hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so sometimes she, you know, just getting used to that whole whatever. Sorry. But my whole point was I had to bring over some coffee um, so I could pour it on the show, and it's going to make sense because we're going to introduce something pretty pretty cool later on in the the show or right now i, I don't know what we're gonna do um <laughs> you don't know what's going i don't i never know what's you know it's, it's episode two so you know i mean or one <gasps> yeah i mean like what's that you know just don't mind our magical kitchen just uh doing its thing you know it's cleaning up the dishes on its own we you know thank god spells on it and <laughs> it's frying smegs for later <laughs> seriously just Im- i mean just imagine molly weasley's kitchen at work behind us so if you hear some uh some kitchen sounds in the background don't worry it's yeah. just our our kitchen cleaning itself up um, wow and you know like we we just love 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 ambient sounds um yeah i really last year i think during the pandemic and me writing my papers for university I discovered like ambience channels on YouTube and I absolutely fell in love. So the, all of this started probably with like just fire crackling in the background, right? That's the whole like, mm-hmm. and, or like you see a fish tank, an aquarium or something. Yeah. Um, but now there is like a whole, like people design a whole like cafe with all the good sounds of the coffee machine of like coffee yeah. pouring, you see the steam, you hear distant people talking. And I just put that on um, whenever I needed to write papers or study for something. And I, I loved it. And then um, I discovered like there is actual like um, 
channels that focus on stuff like Harry Potter and they will mm -hmm. give you like the Harry Potter Gryffindor common room or like whatever common you, room you want to be in. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Um, and I am, I'm a little artist. I love doing like, I love using Procreate on my um, iPad. Do you want to say something? I do. I just want to say you're a fantastic artist. <laughs> and you. I really enjoy your, your little sketches, your little drawings and stuff. So uh, everything is, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, she's, she's good. Oh, and uh, yeah. I love Thanks, to see you. Sweetie. I love to see you work on it. I think it's fun. It's, <laughs> it's cool. I've seen, it, every thank you card that we've done for folks, um, just, to, just since we've known each other, has been really, well, it's all hand done. You do everything by hand and you <laughs> kind of draw something cute in there. I think it's great. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm right now I'm having fun with it. And I actually, I started my own ambience channel on YouTube. So if you want to check it out, um, it is called dream yard. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I, yeah. We'll put a link type to it, it in. in, the, in the yeah. We can, we can put a link in the description. See, here goes the, the pro. He knows all your, this stuff. Your friendly <laughs> tech wizard. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check it out, there's, um, um, so I just finished a video about Narnia. So you you can see yeah. the lampposts. It's snowing, and you can listen to the Narnia um soundtrack. It's really really cool. And I actually I, I'm I never really like you know praise myself a lot at all. I was, but that's I'm, what I'm here pretty, for. I'm pretty proud of it. Um, you should be. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> It was really good. And I remember when I came home and you were talking, you were showing me some updates as you were kind of going along and what you were kind of uh, painting, drawing and working on everything. I was like, what? Yeah. I was blown away. Honestly, it was really good. And I, I really like it. And that's the thing, too. I, I think I've always been a fan of supporting content creators and people who uh, like artists. And I love going to um, conventions or Comic-Con and seeing people do artwork. I think it's just awesome. I love it. And I, I think I don't know whether you whether you're making a film or putting on a play or you're acting or you're singing or you're doing arts and crafts. All that kind of stuff is really 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 cool, and it's just so it's just neat. So I'm I'm just a huge fan of it. I'm very proud of you because you did a great job on it, and you grow right. So as you do something, you work on it, you grow. Um, I mean, really, podcasting is something I've done for a while, but but Lottie is this is new, right? So oh, yeah, it's a whole <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a whole other thing. Um, and so part of this is, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to start this is we talk so much about Harry Potter and the wizarding world and all these things. So we're, we're getting used to doing that. And this is just kind of a fun way for us to record our conversations. But this is really something that you, the dream yard is something you've been thinking about doing for a long time yes. and you wanted to get used to doing. Uh, so it's just kind of cool. If you, if, so if you want to follow along, uh, her, I think your Insta, you have an Instagram where you post stuff as well. I think it's, um... It could be changing, maybe. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I'm still thinking because just DreamYard is already taken on Instagram. And I'm, Gosh, dang I'm it, struggling Instagram. to find a good name. You know, like, I am i don't know why people would just... It. Right. Put a link for it because it might be changing. Right now, it's just dreamyard.ambi, mm -hmm. A-M-B-I. But um, I don't know. It might be dreamyard.ambience or dreamyard art, you know, because mm -hmm. I want to kind of post um different pieces of art that i yeah. make along the way so yeah, yeah. we'll see um how that goes and 
yeah it's just cool so if you're into 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 fantasy art and stuff like that i think that's uh that's that's pretty cool so and um over on our youtube channel we do all sorts of stuff over there it's just kind of our our little you know uh couples youtube channel we're going to be tossing all sorts of different things there's a link for that um as well which is just our uh fleur and bill channel over on youtube and and good stuff and i have a secret project i'm working on that i'll share with you guys later which is going to be a lot of fun uh it's super easy right it's just super easy <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a super easy uh plug um it's actually called super easy lore and, and i'll put a link for it later as well too you guys can check it out uh all right sweetie wow so okay. i think that's uh oh that's this is only the second episode it's a pretty good long intro there i know <laughs> People are now, like, oh my god. Now I understand because it's just fun to chat, you know, and, yeah. and catch up. I mean, we we you know, we live together, but we but, still, it's nice to have a catch up on what's important in our lives it and is. just talk to you about it. Yeah. It is. Well, and also too when we're setting up. So, uh it's it's funny I've been able to share kind of my behind the scenes with Lottie and how I set up for other projects and we're actually doing something where um, if you guys want tips and tricks on podcasting or microphones or cameras and stuff like that, anybody who's in, into content creation, I also do playlists and stuff over on, on YouTube for that because she's been able to see this whole behind the scenes thing. And it's been sort of like, okay, we're like quietly working away for like the last two hours or whatever mm-hmm. what it was. So now yeah. it is nice to sit here and talk to each other for, for, for 20 minutes and get caught up. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think we have some new segments right. for our show that we want to talk about. Yeah, right. so last time you already heard this one, so we're going to start the show um, with a little quote quiz, and um, I'm going to read a quote that could be in from anywhere in the wizarding world. So it could mm-hmm. be from Harry Potter, from the movies, from the books, from Fantastic Beasts. From, from the cookbook. From the cookbook. Who knows? You know, from I the mean. cookbook, from Cursed <laughs> Child. Um, so from Quidditch Through the Ages, maybe, and you got to know... Yeah, you got to find out. So Ezra will, or Bill. I got you guys. Bill will um, guess who that quote was from. So today's quote um, um, is probably a little easier because we, <laughs> I'm giving it away kind of, but we just watched um, the first half of that Fantastic Beasts. Just narrows it down for me. It doesn't mean I'm going to prepare the show. Um, but the quote uh, goes as follows. People are easiest to read when they're hurt. First of all, very interesting quote uh, and some truth to it. Uh, who said that? Yeah, who said that? You uh, tell me. Easiest to read. It was maybe either. Uh, it was. It, it, it was. Oh gosh, it was either Tina or or Queenie, one of the two. Do okay. I have, to, do I have to narrow it down between. <laughs> well, yeah, you kind of give um, me I your know, final answer. I think it's Queenie. Yes, it is Queenie. Queenie. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Queenie okay. Goldstein. So what? What made you think it's Queenie? Well, I because she can read people, right? You know, thing, yeah, but I so thought maybe her sister said it about her when she was mm-hmm. reading Jacob and stuff. Yeah. I wasn't sure if she said that as sort of a commentary, uh, or if Queenie actually said that. But I think. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Makes sense. So, so. yeah. Cool. Yeah, and that's something to think about, right? People are easiest to read when, when they're, they're hurt. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when there's a lot going on and we're hurt, then um, it's hard to, to um. It's hard to hi- it's hard to hide, hide all that stuff. Yeah. It's also not necessarily good, you know. I right. I, I, I would say like because people can help you, you can process it, and sometimes you need to process things. I know people try to bury stuff, and I'm one of those people who tries to bury things sometimes and not. 
uh, let it all yeah. out when you're hurting or you have something going on. But it is, it can be better uh, just to sort of in some way let people know. Or if you read that in someone, then to just, yeah, to proceed with caution and care and kindness. Yeah. And maybe so. because she um, basically, we know um, legitimacy is not mind reading. So please don't get me wrong when I say, hey, when she reads mind. So, but w- when she, I think I read somewhere, it's more like interpreting the inner thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's, that's what she can do. Um, and you know what? Probably what she means by, it, yeah, when you try and imp- interpret um, someone's, you know, inner thoughts and feelings um, is a lot easier when they're hurt because, you know, they're like their thoughts are screaming inside. It's like every it's very loud inside. When you're content, like your thoughts are thoughts. I I imagine it would be more like silent, but like a you know like yeah. a happy, just a the, a feeling of happiness. When you're hurt, when you're worried all that stuff and your mind's constantly yelling almost like it's constantly rethinking yeah. stuff fi- trying to find a solution so yeah. that's what i yeah thought maybe she meant that right. yeah that's good that's good so yeah quote quiz i like yeah. it yeah it's cool so um yeah next time it won't be that easy <laughs> yeah don't make it yeah <laughs> I don't know, because I'm not, I, I don't know, I, I, it makes me kind of nervous, because you, you pick the quote, and I'm always like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, but as we get back into reading more of it and doing right. more of it, it'll be, it's nice, it's also nice to just have a refresher um, mm-hmm. from anywhere in the series, it's crazy, Yeah, it's kind of a, a fun thing, so, uh, all right, now, this is a, on to a new segment, um, something that just personally I wanted to do, because I feel like it's nice just to dive in and sort of search articles and read up on what's happening. You know, the new new Harry Potter uh, Lego piece that's out there or new toy that's coming out or new game or whatever it might be. Uh, and I know a lot of other podcasts do this, but I think it's great. And, and really, we're not reporting the news. We're just kind of commentating on it. So uh, this is our little segment called Potter Watch, uh, which is, you know, it's kind of uh, Lee Jordan's uh, rebel radio station. <laughs> Perfect. If you will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the latest on in, in the wizarding uh, world. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about Fantastic Beasts today because the the world premiere just happened, uh, and I figured I would just check in with the critics and see what they thought. So, you guys will probably see more of these articles coming out. Um, but I just looked at Screen Rant, who kind of is also commentating on and kind of compiled some of the the criticism or just the thoughts out there. So I thought this was interesting. I want to read a little bit here. When the first movie came out, which we're going to be talking about part one of the first movie today, but it had some criticism. It still was like it quadrupled its budget. It's like internationally or like worldwide. So it did well in, in terms of money. Um, there were some people who were kind of like, oh, okay, I'm not really, not really uh, sure about it. Uh, it was the second film that actually, did worse it was it was labeled rotten by rotten tomatoes right uh and so it was kind of like oh shoot we're going from like eh, sort of a mediocre start uh but overall pretty well praised by i think potter fans you know but when you look at like film critics and stuff out there they're kind of like okay you know what is this and what was really nice about the first film and we'll talk about it later is this sort of foursome right uh, Jacob Queenie, Newt, and Tina. This, this, there, and then all the fantastic beasts that surround them, and all the funny and, and silliness uh, to it is is pretty cool. 
So the um, the next film, though, really people felt like it wasn't. There was a lot of turmoil in, in, in terms of like Johnny Depp and uh, uh, just some of the content, some of the things that actually happened in the film were pretty dark. And there was this weird sort of um, not weird, but because I, I enjoyed it, but it was hard to follow, I think, for some fans like the the plot line. And yeah. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all the different, I don't know, ups and downs and and you know, just following the the rabbit through the rabbit holes, if you will. So it didn't really do as well. People are saying that this, so the early signs are that this is uh, a step in the right direction. It feels more like uh, Harry Potter. It feels more, I don't know, like it's it's just, it's it, it's good. Um, let me see here. So we've got Ian, Ian Sanderwell. I'm just going to read some of these tweets because I think they're pretty good and I'll give, give credit to these folks as, as I do it. But uh, it says that Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore is an improvement on the sequel, even if only fleetingly recaptures the magic. Mads Mikkelsen is a huge upgrade, uh, and he goes on to say that Jessica Williams, who plays uh, uh, Lolly, is is awesome, is the MVP, and does yeah. and does a really good job. So I'm was, so excited. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. It's. I think it's. I. I, I am too. Um, we've got Zandra uh, says here that uh, Secrets of Dumbledore is a magical menagerie of that pays homage to the Harry Potter films, uh, boasting a new slate of wondrous creatures and mythos. So that's pretty cool. Let's see. We've got Dave Lee here. Secrets of Dumbledore is an exciting and enjoyable Wizarding World adventure, thankfully, leagues above the previous. It's probably the best Fantastic Beast so far. Great character work, fun, adventurous, and amazing duels. Fans should really enjoy this one. So these are folks who've gone and seen it, like critics who got to kind of do an early viewing, um, get to be a part of the premiere, I'm guessing, and or what you know yeah so just just really cool i'll put some links to some of these guys that i've mentioned here down in the description if you want to go check them out just film critics one i know here perry nemiroff is from like collider uh so she got to see it and she said it's a big bounce back for fantastic beast series for her uh back to enjoying the group uh, yeah enjoying the group dynamic and caring about the main mission uh, a little thin here and there, but a far more engaging ride than the last. Dan Fogler continues to be a favorite and the Niffler. So <laughs> that's great. And she's she's wonderful. I've actually followed Perry for, for many years, and she does a really good job reviewing films and uh, works with Collider and has her own project and stuff and is a great film critic. So that's really encouraging, I think, to, to hear that from, from these critics, sweetie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It is really, and I'm, I'm really. I'm, I saw the trailer. We watched the trailer, and it's yeah. I cannot wait. <laughs> what was awesome is to hear that is that Mads Mikkelsen is an upgrade, and it's is a step up. Mm-hmm. You know, because that people were kind of worried when you do a recasting, it's sort of like oh, okay, we're going to be taken right. out of this. Is it going right. to be weird? But I feel like if you only do one recasting, one major one like that, and it's in the whole franchise, it's it's whatever. We handled that with Dumbledore, um, and everyone understood. You know, uh, again, why just health issues, and then. You know everything, so it, th- those things happen. Um, so I thought this is this is encouraging. I also wanted to mention because I think this is interesting. There was tons of rumor and speculation going around about um, why certain individuals weren't in the promotional stuff. So uh, Catherine Watterson, who plays Tina Goldstein, yeah. like no one really had seen anything from her in it. Uh, she's there, and apparently there's a lot of reasons why. Just I don't know if it was childbirth, COVID, different things. Maybe the role is reduced. I'm not really sure. We haven't seen it yet, obviously, <laughs> uh, or be freaking out right now. Um, but she posted something on her 
her Instagram, and I'm gonna put links to all of the actors that the, the main of, of the main cast who have Instagrams or Twitters and stuff down in the description, so you guys can go follow them because I think it's fun to go see those individuals who are in the film because sometimes there's like there is this over there's this uh, just like in the last film there's this cloud of sort of doubt or like. Do we support this project? Do we right. not because of what people have said and, and what um, the creator has said and stuff like that? So I, I feel like th- there's a lot of people who work on these things and who make mm-hmm. a living off of this and who are trying to promote fun stuff for kids and, and, and learning and stuff. So I'm glad that um, folks are sharing their varying viewpoints and that she's sharing hers and, and that she's still in the film and can still do that, yeah. can still go to the premiere and do those things. So I just want to mention that because it's it was encouraging um, – just to, to see all of them back in it because it's a fun story. I love it so much. Yes. I care about this story going on yeah. between these four characters. And I'm like, she's got to be there. I want I want to see this continue. Yeah. And she's such a great actress and, and um, is a really good advocate. So I'm, I'm just happy right. to hear that she's in oh, it. Oh, yeah, me too. And it's unfortunate yeah. that there is this shadow cast over all of this because you're right. Like, people are working on it every day. That's what they do. Um, and they... I don't know. By saying every person who works on this supports a certain yeah opinion or viewpoint, right? Yeah. Then you got to be you got to be able to detach their work, their yeah. art. I mean, they're artists. Like a film is a piece of art. So yeah, some of them work for studios. You have to remember we always right. think of the actors, right? But some of them just do the costumes and the design stuff, and their whole livelihood is attached to a studio. And the studio decided to work on this project or was hired for it or whatever and and that's interesting i remember um i've actually talked to a few people who are like behind the scenes actors um who have done some work on cosmetics you know or sort of the prosthetics i guess is the word (laughs) um and stunt uh doubles and stuff like that so that it is really interesting to see how they get hired and all the work that they do and they're really not credited they don't get all the the fame and the glory and the publicity or whatever but uh they do a lot of work, and there's there's a lot of things that go, a lot of effort that goes into these projects, and so right, yeah. I'm just happy to see uh, those other like Jude Law was out there with uh, they had Dan Dan Fogler was out there with um, Tom Felton and everything, so really he was hosting it, I guess, like the premiere he was he was hosting, so it was just it was just really cool, so yeah, there we go, and that's all it is for Potter Watch, just a quick little uh, dive in. We'll try to pull something out, like whether it be news, whether it's kind of. Um, Oh, is that the dishes going again? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable, it's guys. It's like so... the kitchen has its own life. I am so... Wow. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> What's going that? on? <laughs> <laughs> Someone really needs to, to get the kitchen under control. Um. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Okay. It wasn't, I actually wasn't expecting that. So. Sweetie, you got to work on your um, kitchen spells. Yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah, I gotta get. Hey, I'm gonna have to get under the sink and, and I'm gonna have to fix a few things, aren't I? <laughs> I'm gonna have to get down there, get and get after it. But all right, uh, so that is that is Potter Watch. We are now on to the main show. Yes, let's go. I'm so excited to talk about the Fantastic Beast movies, the first movie in the series, and um, yeah, just a couple of general things to to really dive into it um, about the movie. And just a personal note on that. So you mentioned like some people who watched it the first time and maybe their only time were like confused about the plot, especially the second, I think, was yeah, pretty movie. confusing. Yeah. yeah. And so about the first movie, I think it's one of those movies where you 
gotta watch it a second, a third, and a fourth time to really appreciate all the details. Because they did such a wonderful job at introducing us to the wizarding world in New York New York City. And, yes, they did. And all these creatures, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, like, I don't know. I could watch it. I could just sit down and watch it again to to find more details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Can just real quick, I want to jump in. I I think you're that's you that's that's at the core of it is that it introduced its whole job was to introduce us to uh, the Wizarding World in America. Yeah. And it did, and it, and it 100 did. It showed us um, Makuza. It showed us like everything. It's this whole new setup. We've got the newspaper, which we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> all these cool things. Yeah. And that was its job is to get us there into the Wizarding World. Um, and I thought it was a pretty this one. The plot. I mean, the first movie. It's it's pretty straightforward. It's mm-hmm. it's all good. Um, it's really it's really enjoyable. I really did like it. Um, it's a great intro and yep. it has really good music and stuff. Oh so, yeah, love the music. Yeah, yep. I, I think you're I think you're spot on. Yeah, right. Um, and to dive into the plot, um, we have a little movie summary for you. Um, um, I just took that from fantasticbeastmovies.com, um, and I'm going to read it to you so we're all on the same page. <laughs> um, so it says. There are growing dangers in the wizarding world of 1926 New York. Something mysterious is leaving a path of destruction in the streets, threatening to expose the wizarding community to the no match. And we know that's uh, the American word word, (laughs) word for muggles. Including the second Salamers, Salamers. You're thinking Salamanders. You're thinking them salamander eyes. You're thinking that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Maybe maybe you should read the summary. <laughs> You're doing a great Salamers. job. Salamers. So, including the second Salamers, a fanatical faction bent on eradicating them, um, and the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald, after causing chaos in Europe, has slipped away. And is now nowhere to be found. So Grindelwald is missing. Um, unaware of the rising tensions, Newt Scamander arrives in the city, nearing the end of a global excursion to research and rescue magical creatures, some of which are safeguarded in the magical hidden dimensions of his deceptively nondescript leather case. Mm. But potential disaster strikes when unsuspecting nomad Jacob Kowalski inadvertently lets some of Nude's beasts loose in a city already on edge. A serious breach of the Statue of Secrecy that former Auror um, Tina Goldstein jumps on, seeing her chance to regain her post as an investigator. However, things um, take an um, ominous turn when Percival Graves, the enigmatic director of magical security at Makuza, casts his suspicions on both Newt and Tina. Now allied Newt and Tina together with Tina's sister Queenie and their new friend, um, no-match friend, Jacob, form a band of unlikely heroes who must recover Newt's missing beasts before they come to harm. But the stakes are higher than these four outsiders, now branded fugitives, ever imagined, as their mission puts them on a collision course with dark forces that could push the wizarding and nomad worlds to the brink of war. 
Goodness gracious, we've got some tension up in here. And actually, so Newt, when he when he first pops in, he you have the feel of the movie, too. The summary was, was great. So this is FantasticBeastMovies.com. Uh, thank you for the summary. It like, like he does kind of bump into the city with almost this carefree thing, and you feel that in the music. It's just sort of this optimistic kind of yeah. um, happy to be here, bright-eyed. His real reason we know is to, is, is to come and bring Frank, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, he, he gets Frank. there. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he stumbles into an, a, like a tense situation. The papers yep. are all this stuff's going on with Grindelwald. There's there's things happening in Europe. There's things that there's worries here. Nomad, tension, and all this yeah. kind of stuff, right? And he's he's sort of walking right into all of this. And then yeah. yeah, and there's just this innocent little nude guy uh, on his own mission rescuing magical beings or creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Which is awesome. Yeah, I love how the movie starts with him on the boat with all the nomads and um, trying to get in, you know, trying not to get caught by muggles. Um, and then he just, it's just him walking through the streets of New York City, mm-hmm. uh, stumble stumbling upon like this, um, what was it, that lady? Yeah, the, like a, the, almost the like a, New Salem a speaker, the speaker on yeah. the road. Yeah, just um, advertising her. I want to say campaign. It's not really a campaign, but like it's. Is her name Mary Lou? Is yes, that that's yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. The the bare bones, right? Right. Family? Yes. Yeah. Kind of crazy. So she's up there. I mean, she's giving her speech, letting everybody know what's up. Yeah, he walks right into that. Yeah. Uh, which which is which is pretty wild. So that sets the tone, and Tina's there checking it out. Right. You guys know all this, but. So we, we kind of wanted to sort of talk about a scene, set a scene for you guys, and then discuss what we thought was interesting, some, some yes. sort of major takeaways. And what Lottie said to me as we're watching the film is that like every time you watch, re- like rewatch this, first of all, I found a new feature on Amazon.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have to go check this out. It's the x-ray feature and it's on the side. Most people just, I mean, I'm, I used to just pop the CD in, the DVD, the Blu-ray, whatever, and just... That's how I would watch it. Yeah, or even just start the movie, and when you never really pause it on Amazon, you wouldn't even know it's there. Right. Yeah, you would have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that was just kind of a, a cool thing. It kept popping up. I'm like, who? what is this general trivia? Who is this guy? Who is this character? It's like, because we would just I'd wiggle the mouse or whatever, and it would it would pop up. And then we had additional thoughts. We always have these uh, when we're sitting down, great questions just to kind of ask and, and talk through. So I think when you watch something multiple times, plus we're getting hyped, we're yeah. getting hyped for, uh, you know, Secrets of Dumbledore. So we're like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get back into this. And it's, it's kind of fun to go back and look at it. But she does say, so when she's up there giving that speech, she's like, are you a seeker? Right? Remember yes. She says that? <laughs> yeah. And he, he sees like, oh, more of a chaser, actually. Right? It's some double meaning there. Right. Uh, Quidditch connection, which I thought was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Interesting and, that he's a ch- he would be a chaser. Did you, do you think he played Quidditch when he was at Hogwarts? Yeah. He's, he says he's more of a chaser. I'm not so sure that he Maybe did. Maybe he tried out think, or... Well, you know how kids play just when they're growing up, and, and right, like because right. Ron and his brothers yep. play all the time. I think it's probably one of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's really funny too to me. It's the Niffler. It's the creatures. It's actually Jacob, and it's it's Jacob's sort of not interference, really. It's him. It's those two colliding uh, together, and it's the Niffler taking him into the bank. That's the whole issue. Right. Yeah. Right? He, yeah. he had his own plan. He had his own thing and everything. Um, but yeah. Um, so speaking of the bank, I want to stop right here because I got this guy pulled up. I'm at eight minutes and four seconds into the film. Okay. And Corey Peterson is the bank employee who walks up at first. 
All right. He mm-hmm. walks up and he does sort of a greeting, welcome to the bank, etc. Right. And I think Corey Peterson on his own, I looked him up, I looked up his images and stuff. Fine looking fella. Really good looking <laughs> guy, all these different things. I don't know if it's just him being in the bank that caused me to think he looked like he add some makeup to him, add some other, you know, like like eyebrows, some nose, some chin, some ears, and you have a goblin. And oh, I remember yeah. I said that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, the, you did. I was like, does he look like a goblin to you? And you're like, huh? And I was just like, but I was seeing beyond. I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm insulting uh, Mr. Peterson because I'm not. He's, he's a, a good-looking gentleman. But I just thought, wow. And I thought, no, that what that is, it's it's Gringotts. It's in my yeah, mind. Yeah. We're, we're in this bank. <laughs> uh, and I thought, I thought it was kind of an interesting place for us to start, too. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. we Harry goes to Gringotts. We, heard, we hear all True. about it in the first film. Yeah. And then we're right back in a bank here. Right. Even we though are. it's a nomadge bank right so and cool. i oh, do yeah. that oh yes i do so that's not a planned uh ambient sound this is where we get to learn something yeah you can actually just it's fine it's fine it's called electronical interference <laughs> or ghosts we don't know it could be a ghost <laughs> but when cables get crossed on the podcast that happens so sweetie just so you know that might happen don't panic okay okay don't do a full stop it'll be okay <laughs> Uh, it just means that you put something next to an electronic device. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a ghost, though. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. What I wanted to yeah. say about that, op- like, kind of, it's not the opening scene, but the beginning of the movie. Um, and I kept thinking it, how cool. And I mean, uh, there's so many Jacob fans out there. And even the actor is awesome. But I think just Jacob is awesome because he's he's just he's just normal and he's just trying mm-hmm. to make he's just trying to change his life and yeah. pursue his dream of this bakery right. and i'm almost crying here because this poor guy is just having such a rough day he just got turned down um he won't get the uh the loan, loan for yeah. his bakery um because you know he was told like pff, a factory can give me can produce like a yeah. hundred donuts and Right, what machine. minutes mm-hmm. um why would we why would anyone want to buy your mm-hmm. goods like your baking goods yeah and you see that case his case is full of samples and stuff he, he made so and he's, right his grandma's recipes oh i mean nowadays gosh. they people would they would um what do you call it like when you like people would in german we would say um they would run i'd love to hear it run (laughs) that means like almost like run through his door and like you know like when a lot they would value they would they would really be they'd be sprinting for (laughs) for his his donuts yes because we want we want to go back to oh we want to go back to that homemade feeling of like you know you want to have individual taste like a special taste have something that's that's, yeah has um it has like like yeah we've reached a, a time now where something has a history or it's got some local family ties or connections or whatever. There's something about it that makes it somewhat special versus it just came from a big corporation. Yeah. 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 And you feel like it's just so sad to see him being turned down and, and then, well, yeah. Yeah. Connection to real life here. I mean, we were, he walked in there and he was talking to Newt later. I think it's Newt. Yeah. And or no, he's, he's, he's talking about the bank. I forget who it was, but he, he's talking about the job's just killing him. Yeah. People are just, you know, yeah. dying out at the factory. Like yeah. probably literally and also just like mentally and just like wait just not really fulfilling 
living out who they really want to be, yeah. you know, the lives that they want. And so he, he was in there trying to seek out the American dream, the great American yeah. dream and trying to live his life and, and get his loan and open his bakery. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that was cool. That's a cool yeah. nomad moment to have. And he is our nomad. He is yeah. our guy. Yeah. Uh, so and I real him. quick um, on this note, so we know he has a dream and he starts, he starts moving. He starts doing things that will get him closer to his dream, which yeah. is I go, I make all this, these samples and I'll go to the bank and I ask for a loan. Well, that day he got turned down, but you know, because he started all this, he met all these people along the way. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Later on, he ends up opening his bakery because he didn't just, he didn't keep his dream inside. Yeah. But he acted on it. He act, he started acting and this is what brought him, if he would still be going to that factory every day just thinking about it, he would have never met people that led him to, you know, yeah. opening his, or, or helped him open his dream bakery so right yeah. <laughs> no I, sweetie i think that's great because that's the whole idea is that you you've got to start you know you, you've got to get up you've got to go you've got to do your thing and just yeah. go just go about your business right. figure it out along the way uh try um take the shot if you will yeah so that's that yeah that it, it is encouraging and it's encouraging to see him out there trying to do that especially in that day and age that he was he was in this time period which i think is 1926 right it's 1926 okay yep. it's in the summer 1926 which yeah. is by the way about the same time period as um Downton Abbey, and Down we've Na- been which we binge just finished. watching Downton oh Abbey like gosh. crazy. Love that show. Okay, yeah. okay. just as a side note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so yeah, um, and then uh, I don't know how deep we want to go because I could deep. talk about like Sweetie. seconds of the movie for a long time. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but you got me rethinking the whole whole pie. It's it's no, uh, it's fine. It's Wizarding fine. world minute by minute. Let's go. I, no, we're not. We're not. But real quick, so we meet Jacob and that, um, and they. So Jacob meets um, Newt by accident, kind of, um, yeah. in that bank, and just that scene when um, Newt, Newt, like I, I think he forgets about his egg. Right, he leaves to get the Niffler, yeah. um, and. His egg hey, still mister. sitting there. Yeah, yes. Hey, mister. Right. Jacob's yeah. trying to, um, you know. Get his attention. Um, yeah, get his attention. Get, go after him. And then he's like, hey, I think your e- egg's hatching. And right. Newt's like, oh, shoot. Right. Um, and Doesn't he, he call him hey, Mr. English guy? Yeah. Hey, Mr. English guy. Yes. <laughs> like that, yeah. Um, and then Newt just casts a spell. I don't know what he does. Like that. Um, all of a sudden, Jacob's flying towards him and they apparate. And I was just... Like and then they appear in that staircase mm-hmm. on that staircase and like um, Newt's all worried about the egg hatching and Jacob's like trying to process what just happened. Yeah. And I tried to imagine. So what I'm really good at, like you know, like um, what do you call it when you like <laughs> um good at you know kind of like trying to feel what other people feel in a certain situation oh yeah yeah you've got like like empathy yes yeah 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 yeah, so i'm trying to i'm trying to feel what he feels like in that moment you're like did i your brain is trying to tell you no that didn't happen you just imagine what but that feeling of you i mean it's a it's not even a second it's just like fractions of a second Mm -hmm. in which that all that happens and he gets pulled and they apparate and it's like just try to close your eyes and imagine that feeling of being like, 
whoa, like everything is moving right now. And all of a sudden you're standing here and all of a sudden you're um, standing on a staircase. Wow. Like wow, that moment. What and are you like, doing right now? This, <laughs> hold on a second. Because you know what I just did when you were describing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's step back here a second. Because <laughs> I, I hope you do this more. <laughs> because to actually, especially when it's magic is involved. Because I used to do this when I would think about Star Wars or the Force. You know, uh-huh. I would think about what would it feel like to actually levitate stones? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, what would it feel like to actually do that thing and hold the lightsaber? Yeah. I, used to, I told you, I used to pretend, you know, my mom would see me out in the backyard and yeah. I'd, be, I'd have my stick on one side and I'd be like, whoop, 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 right? And then I would right. jump over and I'd play the other person, right? So yeah, to actually yeah. be in that moment. And that's what I think is really cool about actors. And I think we all sometimes like to watch them and we like to watch film and stuff because I'm watching... Um, uh, Jacob here, I've, I've just pulled up here when they're down in the vault and he's even looking back at uh, Mr. Bingley after he's mm-hmm. been uh, petrified or whatever. Kind of, yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, and he's got the full bind, the, the full body bind uh, curse right. on him. And he's just like, Mr. Bingley. And I'm sitting here thinking like he does a great job of what would this person feel like if he really saw someone uh, be attacked by yeah. a magical spell yeah. and just like all of a sudden stiffen up and then fall backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and he saw this guy use a wand. Huh? Yeah. You know, like that's, it is kind of fun to really put yourself in there and think, what would it be like right yeah. now if we apparated? If I just was apparating from here to like, let's say the square. Yeah. And I just, I know where the square is. At. I put it in my mind yeah. and I say, okay, I've got to turn and totally step like. and I've got, right. And you can feel <laughs> everything shifting around you and you move. Yeah. You um, feel like, yeah, all the forces like trying to, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Because I feel like to write it, you would have to kind of think through that stuff, mm-hmm. right? You oh, have to yes. think like, okay, what would it feel like? to apparate or to move somewhere and how's that all going to work yeah that's why i love world building i love the idea that you you yes. get in there and you think about what's it gonna look like feel like smell like taste like all that stuff yeah yeah yep cool love doing that just uh yeah it was fun sweetie <laughs> wanted to mention that and i used to do it all the time as a kid like imagine what it would be like to fly just actually fly i love that yeah yeah anyways <laughs> that's another story um yeah and uh after that uh we know that um so jacob and um newt are having a little so newt's trying to obliviate jacob jacob gets away right um newt didn't manage to obliviate him uh they get suitcases uh mixed up and then tina is like on the whole time tina's following newt because she's on to him like she's uh oh this guy looks suspicious Mm -hmm. what's he doing right so um finally she catches him she's like um Sorry, I got to arrest you because uh, you're not like he's not registered. His wand's not registered in the States. What is he doing here? Um, he just let a muggle get away and perform magic in front of him. We know even um, in England, that's a cr- like almost a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, people will instantly know. So um, she takes him to Makuza. And I love our first glimpse at Makuza, which also um, Makuza st- stands for Magical Congress of the United States of America. Yeah. And it is not the ministry, right? So it's different. Sometimes we're like, okay, this is the equivalent of the ministry uh, in England, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, yeah. So this is just sort of, it's it's different. It's a different government. It's um, a different institution. It's a different, because they have Madam President, right? Right. 
um, which is which is which is really cool. Some other things that are different. So I'm just as you again, you look at the the X-ray stuff, and they bring up this general trivia stuff. So I'm just going to read this to you. I actually thought about this character when Tina steps on the elevator and takes him up. Uh, she's going to go kind of walk into the other, the Aura's office, the investigative team, and, and go in there and see the Madam President. Well, there is a, I believe it's an elf. If not, it might be a goblin. They might actually have this wrong. Uh, but regardless, it says that it's possible that house, house elves are free in America as some some elves are seen oh. wearing regular clothing and being openly insolent towards humans without fear of uh, being reprimanded. Wow. In the British wizarding world, house elves are enslaved until their yeah. owner gives them proper clothing um, and are forbidden to own wands, though they can perform magic without them. So, you know, just a couple of interesting people are just, that's a, I don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. Red is the guy, the elevator operator who has a job there. Oh, openly and is wearing clothes and everything like that. Now I don't know if that's a goblin or if that's if huh. he's a, if he's an elf or not. But uh, yeah, you see some of them also uh, polishing up wands and doing some other work as well. Yeah, there. So just thought it was an interesting thing. And then as you said, Makuza is uh, is more of um, it's more of a Congress and it's it's meant to model sort of our political system here right. in the United States. Right. Yeah. So cool cool little stuff but yeah it is really cool to see that it's also the way it's designed so the ministry has like this mm-hmm. under like ministry of magic um in london has like an underground down. feel to it yes. right you go this, down to go to a different level right right and this was like you have to go up like up. a skyscraper yeah you can't even see a ceiling or anything yeah when you yep. look up yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. yeah so uh also general trivia here for you guys so this movie takes place 54 years before harry potter was born Hmm. and 65 years before he started attending hogwarts so just something to kind of think about because i don't know when you we're gonna when we get into theories i think after we watch this movie there's i was reading online some some stuff uh just from reddit that there's going to be some interesting things to think about Mm -hmm. characters who might show up like right we're going to go back to hogwarts we and all that stuff coming up in the third film so just just really cool but right yeah Yep. Um, yeah. And then after, you know, we, we um, learn that Tina is not really welcome back at the Makuza. Uh, yeah, right. People are like, hey, what, what are you doing here? She's you know, tracking the bare bones at, the, at this time. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know it. But right there, we, we realized like, oh, she's not welcome here. But she once was one of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She was an aura. Sort of lost her lost her position. Right. Uh, so, and we find out later in the film, we'll, we'll do the second half later, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's Credence, her whole connection to Credence and everything. So, right. which is fascinating. Also, Tina gives us this commentary on America and their feelings and belief towards nomadges and fantastic beasts and oh, the yeah. extermination guide. Yeah. She, like, she's just saying these things and she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Right. And Newt is realizing like, again, he is. I don't know. Just he's he's different than than everyone right now. Like like even probably over in in England. Yeah. Um. They're more not. I don't know. Not not as uh, understanding with right. Fantastic Beasts. Like he's setting out to really change people's minds about yes. this. And so to see her just kind of like, well, no, this is just the way it is. I'm just yeah. sort of I'm like everyone else. I'm I'm fitting in. Yeah. Which is another commentary on society and those people who mm-hmm. do want to kind of step outside of what is normal. Uh, change the status quo a little bit and stuff. Yeah. Like Newt's one of those people. Yes, I love. So. I love how he says um, he he's gently trying to educate his fellow yeah. wizards and witches on you know Fantastic Beasts, and I love that he puts it that way. Yeah, I'm always so I I know for a fact, and I 
So I, I teach high schoolers. Um, I think about like where I am now is I want my students to grow far beyond where I'm at, right? I want them, right. and I want I want our children to grow far beyond <laughs> where where we are. Yeah. I mean, that's what you that's what you should like grow and and progress as right. a society and stuff. Um, you know, they're not as evolved. I don't know. I don't want to ever get into kids are going to make mistakes. People are going to make mistakes. They're going to say things the wrong way. And then you're going to have sort of um, a, a learning that takes place or an understanding or, or growth or, or whatever. Yeah. And that needs, you see Newt doing that with these people who are good people who are fighting for good causes and are, are whatever, but they misunderstand fantastic beasts and magical creatures yeah. and seek to exterminate them and stuff, yep. you know? And he, here he is saying like, look, I'm just got, I got to move people in the right direction. And yeah, it's tough because he's more evolved, right, than maybe the common person here is in the wizarding world at this time. Right. Now, flash forward to the time of Harry Potter, and it's like, okay, yeah, no problem. We're, we're there. We're there. We're right. there because he did that, right? Because yes. he, he brought us to that to that His point. His books is one of the school books. Yeah. Yes. We're going to teach and learn about this. <laughs> the, the guy who was sort of um, expelled or, she, you know, he, he, when he talks uh, later on, he's just, he gets in trouble at school. Why? Because he was doing things that were outside of the status quo, outside of what yep. is normal. And it's it takes a certain amount of bravery and, and real commitment and grit to kind of do that and insight and vision and all sorts of things that that is awesome. So I always just say no matter what the topic is, um, whether whatever the cause is, it's kind of like just remember because I'm an educator, and I just believe in educating folks and helping people get to where you are. Um, and I love that his approach to this is, is a gentle uh, so, sort of guidance, a guide by the side that I'm here and I've got to help you get here. Because if that's really at the core of who you are and what you want and you're really trying to take people there, you have to think on that. Not not the whole, I don't know, like, like Newton is never trying to attack or hurt anybody because they don't see yeah. his way. He's really just right. saying, no, at his core... In his heart of hearts, he wants you to get there yeah. and understand yeah. these, these creatures better and have a greater appreciation for them. And yeah. through his spirit, because right. he's not taking that other approach and not yeah. re re like re resorting to violence or evil ways. Or yeah, means almost or like the bare anger. bones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Then you're kind of like your cause is more we're like, OK, this person is a good person. And through and through, there's something they're really earnest. They're really sincere about their cause or, or whatever. And I think yeah. anybody who is backing something or is pushing our society in, in a better direction, just stay sincere and really have a desire not, not to go out and, and again, I, I know there's, there's fights that have to be had and things like that or whatever. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's like the spirit of it, I feel like needs to be a real positive one that takes us, right. takes us forward. Like and I, I love, example. I love seeing Newt as that, as that guy. Yeah. So me too. Yep. Uh, okay, now we get into some real uh, interesting. You you wrote down. I'm just looking at some of your notes mm -hmm. here. So cause this is this is so this is so great. Lottie has some some pretty detailed notes. Like we're we're thinking throughout the film. We're watching it. She's typing stuff down. The girls invite the boys over, even though they're not supposed to. Yep. And I thought it was really kind of funny because uh, we just got done watching Downton Abbey, and there's this whole <laughs> you know social thing like just yeah, I mean Bridgerton. <laughs> good gravy we're watching bridgerton too and it's like like ah don't be caught in the garden you know walking right. with somebody like are you kidding me right um so it just was just interesting how things have shifted how things are how things are different because tina's super worried about that but also like nah come on yeah uh let's let's go to her thing yeah. and that whole scene is beautiful i love it the introduction me of too. queenie yes. it's so good yeah and it just jacob's there 
um, they tend to him. Oh, there's some things that happen though too before that. Not to jump the gun, but like when they're back, when they actually go find, eventually get Jacob. Like oh yeah 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 I'm like you know because while we're doing this to kind of have whoop hello <laughs> to kind of have um, a guide here to guide us through where we at and stuff well um, looking at the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them uh, screenplay as well and we're gonna do an extra um, episode on that to just kind of compare hey what's what's in the screenplay that we don't really pay attention to or see or is cut out of the movie so we're going to do that later on but right now yeah you're right it's like the whole why are they taking jacob with them Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just kind of interesting uh so and when he's down there um just a really comical scene too where he's they're talking about uh mertlap right the mertlap bite oh yeah 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 yeah. well wait you jumping to where they're in the in in new suitcase already yeah, so before I just so sorry, I'm actually yeah. backing us up because we I just was talking about how they were going to to go into Tina's apartment. So I want yeah. to go back real quickly. Yeah. Just to the Mertlap situation. Yeah. Because I forgot that that is we're trying I like making like the X-ray didn't even help us with this. We just knew this Mertlap. Yeah. Essence. The essence of Mertlap. Isn't yeah. that a thing? Yeah, that's what Hermione uses. Uh, uses for Harry to cure his yeah. what he um uh I'm wait. When he splinched. No, no, no. no? That's when um Maybe also when they splinched, but before that, uh, when he was uh, in detention with Umbridge, oh, writing yeah, down yeah, yeah. that he's a liar. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a healing thing, right? Oh, I must not tell lies. And yeah. then that is on his arm. And yes, it's a healing essence. Yeah, it's a healing thing. So yeah. I thought it was cool because like, the, well, this thing attacks Jacob, and it's definitely not healing him or whatever, right? It's, it's like uh, he must be somewhat allergic to it. I thought it was funny because it's yeah. supposed to be a healing thing that we use later on in harry potter but first it's this little creature that's like jumping out and attacking jacob so sorry go ahead yeah, yeah. so why did they take jacob with them because um um th- we we have a little shot of jacob's little apartment and it's we see jacob's poor he has a small apartment things are falling apart um he's he's single he's just on his own yeah um he's devastated his day was you know, bad day. rough. Bad um, day. And he's, I mean, he's been introduced to things where he's not sure if he's in his right mind right now or mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, is he imagining things? And he's just, he's just saying like, um, that he has a photo of his grandma up there on the wall and he's like, I'm sorry, grandma. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, um, they, they want, you know, Newt's going back to just obliviate him. Right. And Tina was like, no, we need him. We're like, we need him as a witness kind of thing. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But now we can kind of jump back to, to when they're going in and, uh, and she takes them up the stairs and we go in and we see Queenie. Right. You know? Yeah. And Jacob's like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you said something that was interesting. So like when, when she, uh, when they first meet or whatever, um, there's this, she can read thoughts. She can read whatever feelings, emotions, whatever it is. Right. He, she is a lead. Legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate. Yeah. And so it's like, it was just kind of funny when you, when you said like, she's like, oh, don't worry, honey. Sorry. Legitimates. Sorry. Legitimates. Yeah. Legitimate. Um, she, she's like, don't worry. You know, most men think what you think's about me the first time they see me. Whatever she said. Something like that. And you were just kind of like, oh, okay. But no, like a matter of fact, though, it's not like she's like assuming that. She legit like just knows what they think. But still, to me, it sounds a little like... 
but she's I also know, trying to make him feel like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think we don't know also like we're just allowed to infer <laughs> what really happened there yeah. but you know and it's just meant to be somewhat comical. yeah i know i know what you mean it's more like a matter of fact like she's thing. telling him don't yeah. worry about it don't yeah. worry about it yeah because once he realizes like oh she like she can read my thoughts and i just thought that yeah. you know what i mean and then he's just like oh oh and then She's like, oh, don't worry. Most guys think, and it's just like, I don't know. She's just Queenie has a, a good spirit, and I just, yeah. I, I like, I like her character a lot, and I'm worried about her. Yeah. And by the way, in mm-hmm. the future of of Secrets of Dumbledore, right? Worry. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then we uh that scene. I love that scene when uh we see their spare bedroom. There's two little beds for Jacob and um nude and. Tina comes in with a tray and hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah. And yeah, we see Queenie later on. She's like, but we brought them hot co- We made hot cocoa for them. And why did they leave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but what we're really uh, seeing here is uh, Nude's kind of like, he doesn't want to drink it. He's like, I don't know. Just uh, he's turned towards the wall. And Jacob's sitting in his bed reading a book and we're like this is so cool just take the time stop the movie for a second and what's he reading there what is jacob reading what's on what kind of books are on the shelf next to him all that good stuff um mm-hmm. we tried to look up what is he reading there um do i have oh yeah i don't it is on um Dance. yeah because you can actually see the title um you can see the title of that and you can even see there's a volume of books in yeah. the background as well. Yeah. So great. The folks have gone in and kind of like pointed these things out and, and figured out uh, what they are. Uh, but before that, while you look it up, the song as they come in is You're the Cream in My Coffee by Ruth Edding. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of a cool. They say this is a goof, actually, because the film is set in 1926 and she doesn't record that song uh, until 1928 or something. But or 29, not even sure. But I just thought the name of it was cool. You're the cream in my coffee. And here yeah. we are, drinking our coffee. Right, <laughs> you know. Shell Cottage Radio, getting after it. Um, but yeah, just just a really, really kind of a... That is a cool, cute. A cool connection, a cute, cute thing. Yeah. And I found the book that he's reading. So it's called Cassandra and Her Cat Gustavus. Right. And I mean, it says it's a wizarding novel written by Elizabeth Skintilla. Um, and... Uh, it was presumably the story of the titular. What's titular, sweetie? No idea. Cassandra and her cat, Gustavus. Anyway, um, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I mean, they just they just make up a book that he can read that is an actual book now in the wizarding world. So just to make it come more alive, what kind of mm-hmm. books are they reading? You know? Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. And they made a cover for that. I mean, they could have just given him one of the newspapers. Right, yeah, yeah. They, they, they already made. To, right. right. They didn't have to do that. Um, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So the other books that are in there as well. So the brightly colored books uh, seen on the shelf behind Jacob during dinner. So this is actually during dinner, right? So you're talking about on the bed. Yeah. Um, the book that he's actually reading. And then there's mm-hmm. there's books behind him. Seven volumes of Chadwick's Charms, the American equivalent of the standard book of spells used in Hogwarts. Um, An interesting connection with the Harry Potter series in that the author of the book, Chadwick Boot, 
I think this is coming up, right? Yeah. So Chadwick Boot was the elder brother of Webster Boot, who became an ancestor of Harry's schoolmate, Terry Boot, upon his return to England as a pioneering aura. Uh, the brothers were the adopted sons of um, of Isolot Sayer and her husband, James Stewart, founders of Ilvermorny. As... Sorry, just I mean... a deep connection there. <laughs> Come on. This cool. is so cool that this is all so... I mean, I know people have criticized. Oh, yeah, everything ties back to Fantastic Beasts and every, you know, like this is the son of this person and like they all are connected. But I mean, this is what the author or, you know, that this is what we're shown of the world. And there obviously there's other families, other countries other parts in that world that we Mm -hmm. don't get to see in the book or the movies but also we know i mean probably the wizarding community or the wizarding population is much smaller i should i would say than the muggle population because when we see um how many students are i think every um wizard or witch gets an invitation or a letter from hogwarts right when they're turn 11, right? In the UK. Okay. Not yeah. not like around the world, but in the UK. Uh-huh. In close proximity. Do you think they all get a, because get a letter? Because I think so. I mean, this is a whole other discussion, but if that's the case, um, like... Weren't they, wasn't Neville worried he wasn't going to get one? Oh, yeah. And it's so funny that this, you say that because yeah. that's something I'm going to... Like, I'll talk about Neville later on, but... okay. Yeah. But I think there because, were... Yeah, just because they didn't know if he was a squib. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They were thinking, is there enough magic in him to be a wizard? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's so funny that you bring it up because I'll talk about that later. Um, but um, what was I saying, sweetie? That you were talking about the population, the size of, you know, just sort of like, um, do you get your... People who get their letters, wizards who. Oh get yeah, their and everything stuff. ties back because I think if that's the case, then we see. I mean, how many eleven-year-olds are in his in Harry's year, all over the country? Mm-hmm. So I would say the wizarding population is much smaller than the Muggle oh, yeah. population, right? Yeah. And so, and we see this whole like um, there has been, especially in the UK. I don't know really about um, the states, but in the UK, like this purity of blood kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, we have it in America too. We see that a lot because we yeah. don't want muggles in our community. Mm-hmm. We want to keep them out. So, but then we hear that if you only have people from wizarding families, pure bloods, right. mating with other pure bloods, you will have almost like the royals have smaller, you know, communities. And, and yeah. of course, everyone is kind of related. Right. Yeah. That's all I want to say about this. So, because. Well, sweetie. So it's interesting. Because of the connections. The, um, so what we're, we have something coming up here in a little bit about sort of how the witches and wizards were persecuted back in the day, right? And how they were uh, tried, the Salem witch trials, the connections. There's some connections in this film to that. Yeah. But it, the, the muggles or the nomadges persecuted witches and wizards so much that they forced them underground and into hide. That's why this, this whole secrecy thing 
is such a big deal. Yeah. And you have to. So we were reading the, when the, in the opening credits or yeah, the the paper it says mm-hmm. it says don't forget to obliviate, yeah. right or something like that. <laughs> yes, one of the. Yeah, and it's columns, sort of like yeah. just reminding people. Yep, don't don't forget if you do some magic in front of a nomad, obliviate them and have a great right. day. Right. Right. Because <laughs> they're just it's just, it's so important to keep, keep that. Secret. Otherwise, there's going to be a, mm-hmm. a, a war, a, an right. outbreak, and you can see the bare bones are kind of stirring this up. So yeah. really, we get. Later on, it's less of a, a thing in the Harry Potter series. And we've gone backward in time and said, no, it was big deal back in the day. Now, you know, when Fudge is talking to Harry and he's sort of like, ah, a little underage magic, uh, whatever, not that big of a deal. But I feel like it is a big deal yeah. in this setting. Oh, and because yes. they're a lot closer to when they were persecuted and when st- this still was a, a kind of a superstitious nature, a real religious society um, where they felt like, now nah, we got to burn witches at the stake and all right. sorts of crazy stuff drown them see if they float uh, or sink and all that kind of mm-hmm. crazy stuff so right yeah yeah so that but um going back to that's a cool connection to terry boot <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah i just think it's it's a neat it's in a connection to ilvermorny and then a classmate of his you know yeah. coming over and stuff yeah. so yeah really really yeah. cool all right um, so yeah from <laughs> their bedroom Newt's kind of upset. We te- we see Tina leaving, and then Newt's they had like, "Cocoa." They had hot hot cocoa. Yes. Um, and so then, good. Uh, Newt's like, "Okay, I gotta get to work." Right. So he goes down the suitcase, and he's like, "Hey, Jacob, come with me." Yeah. And this is awesome. He doesn't care if he's a nomad or not. He likes Jacob. Right. So well, one of the one of the coolest moments in the films, the original Harry Potter films, for me was when it's in. Um, Goblet, Goblet of Fire, when they when they go inside the little tent, when Mr. Weasley takes him inside the tent, and you're like, what? This is magic. Yes. I love yeah. magic. Yeah. You can go into yeah. this little tent, and it's this huge place. And so when Newt goes into his suitcase, this is just awesome. We don't know what the heck's been going on. Things have been jumping out of it. It's been sort of just like, we're not sure if we're going to see inside of it. And we go into this whole world inside there, where he said that he's got this huge eagle named Frank. That he's you know carrying around saying this is my real reason for being here, yeah. um, and you right. see all the fantastic creatures, which is just I think really, really amazing. This is sort of a wow moment for you in the film. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, is Frank a thunderbird? Uh, is that or is he a different know. creature? I don't remember right Might now. Be. That's I, I always assumed because isn't one of the Ilvermorny houses thunderbird? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see gave to a thunderbird he rescued yes oh wow. cool mm-hmm. frank yeah. the thunderbird <laughs> yeah yeah and this movie has i don't know just when they are expl- i mean i love that scene when they go down a new suitcase and we get introduced to all these different creatures all the habitats mm-hmm. and this movie just has so many good lines like um where jacob says hey newt um I don't I don't think I'm dreaming. And mm. it's like, what gave it away? And Jacob says, I ain't got the brains to make this up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he ain't got the brains to make this, which is pretty sad, but like yeah, sometimes you see something. I I mean, even the story like I am amazed. Like you can say whatever about the author, but like making this I mean, creating a world like that, even like Tolkien or um, Martin, and they create this huge world with all the details and all. As yeah. a kid, 
just real real quick as a kid i always thought like when i first learned about harry potter and got into you know the whole world of wizards and witches and i thought to myself what if jk rowling was um of just a former witch or not a former witch she is a witch yeah and she's like i don't care i'm gonna write this all down and sell it as a stories to the muggles right um just because you know like if they think that's just a story but i want them to know about all this stuff and i thought maybe she is a witch and she just wrote that all down and just to have it documented and um you know sell it to the muggles as a story Mm -hmm. yeah it's like she's pretending (laughs) you can't make that up (laughs) right yeah 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 it's it's so good that you can't uh yeah it's she's i get it yeah that she's uh pretending that it's not real but it is real so we think it's not real kind of thing right yeah yeah. Just, just cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, while we're in the suitcase here, I want to want to mention as well too. There's this there's this part where there is a um, there's actually a Grindylo in the water, and if you look really closely, they say this was so, sort of one of those things like an Easter egg that they put in there, and mm-hmm. and this was um, really kind of cool. These creatures are featured in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in the underwater task of the Tri- Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. Um, and we know that's one of the questions that's asked. Uh, uh, I think it was like a password sort of question, like Lupin and Harry. He was like, "What creature sat in the corner right of of my office when Harry Potter first met?" Uh, me? Grindelow. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. When they're like worried about people's identities and that yeah. they uh, had um, they drank Apologies yeah. potion or whatever yep. to figure out if that's the actual person. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So they said that there's a there's a Grindelow mm-hmm. in there, uh, and I don't know that I actually saw it, but I have been clicking back through to kind of see. Mm-hmm. I think it's in the water tank. It's in yeah. this, off to the side here. Yeah, it's in like a bubble. Um, it's cool. But anyway, really, really, just another cool Easter egg in this in this yeah. film. And one big thing that we find a new suitcase, which I think was mind blowing, was the Obscurus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, so you have some notes on the Obscurus, and and maybe um, I'm sure we're gonna get more in the upcoming film on, on it, right? And theories, thoughts, what, whatever it might be, but. Uh, the fact that this is in there, it sort of almost draws Jacob towards it. It's like he almost can't mm-hmm. stop walking towards it yeah. as if it wanted to attach itself to him or Good something. Good thought. Because you know? it, it has like a, it's been detached. It doesn't have it an obscure. It needs obscurial. a host or something. Yes. So, because that's something that was said by, um, oh, what's his name? Graves or whatever. Yeah, Graves, aka yeah. Grindelwald yeah. in this case. Yes. But, yeah. but he said, so it's no good. It's useless without its host. Yeah. But maybe it was trying to get a host. Right. And I thought that was interesting that he felt almost draw. Like he almost couldn't stop walking towards it. And it was yeah. like, I think maybe Newt felt that as well at mm-hmm. one point and sort of said, like, no, get away. But he has a magical barrier around it. I yeah. think he sort of been safe. But still, yeah. that's a powerful kind of thing. What? Dark right. magic that could attach itself to someone. Yeah. Uh, what do you think would have happened if uh, Jacob had touched it? Would, would it? I think it would have tried to attach himself. And I, I don't know that like newt or dumbledore anyone has figured out how to detach it without right. the host dying. he tried he tried yeah right that's the thing um the girl and we tried first of like first thought was like you know before we um kept watching and learned that um this obscures uh newt talks about it he later says he met one or this one in sudan three months ago and he tried to separate from the sudanese girl um, and we learn, okay, it's useless, uh, how Graves puts it, useless without its host. Right. Um, but first, that first thing that came to my mind was like, whoa, could that be Ariana Dumbledore? 
Yeah. Or like her obscurus right. because we have to make, or is sorry. She, does she have one? Is that the reason she died? You know, right. That's stuff. the biggest like theory. Yeah. Right. Because everything's pointing at where everything's hinting at, um, just real quick to make the dis- distinction. So the obscurus itself is a type of powerful, like magical parasite, right? That mm-hmm. forms when a wizard or witch suppresses their magical ability. An obscurial is the person whose body is a host for the obscurus, who's that person who's tried or was forced to suppress their magic or magical ability. Um, Yeah. And um, while I was trying to... Where do I find that? Oh, yeah. um, We learn... That um, when witches and wizards were hunted, like during the Salem witch trials, they were. We learned later that there were so much more, uh, so a lot more um, obscurials, because people were trying to suppress their magic, mm-hmm. and like I thought it was so interesting that this dark thing forms the dark material energy dark energy forms when you suppress your magic Mm -hmm. so and the consequence is that you die yeah so to me that says like if you transfer that um like to real life almost like if you suppress your inner you know the magic that's inside of you you kind of slowly die inside Mm. wow you know and we watch i mean we kind of watch jacob he his magic, you know, like inside, which is like his dream, his magic, like, you know, his, the power to imagine things and create and put like, to me, it is magic that we as humans can imagine something and then we can act on that and, and make it, we, we make it come alive. We bring it to life and that's what magic or call it creativity, you know, yeah, yeah. Yes, and when you also suppress that yeah. magic, sorry, just to finish that thought, when you suppress that magic inside of you, you kind of, you, you don't really live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No? Well, an interesting, as you're, as you're talking about that, like if magic is who you are and it's a part of, uh, like a lot of the things that, that I read, like let's say it's Wheel of Time or it's Star Wars or uh, Harry Potter or whatever, magic or magic users or people who have a power inside of them whenever they're severed from it or if they're cut off from it a part of them dies like that's a part of them that's sort of like ah that's that's like it's gone um and every author who kind of writes about it says sort of the same thing well interestingly like if if you know in our society um different um groups would say different diversity groups would say like they've been suppressed and Mm -hmm. they've had a part of them that's been told like that can't exist that can't be allowed right and you see a lot of death actually in right. those in like like really and, and not to bring but you just made a really interesting real connection to the obscurious and obscurials or whatever and something that's kind of fascinating because jk rowling says an obscurious is, is developed under specific conditions trauma with the use of magic yeah internalized hatred of one's own magic a hatred of yourself for what you truly are like that's and you develop that on yourself mm-hmm. because of society and what everyone else is telling you and it really should be a good thing a conscious attempt to suppress it then you're trying to suppress it yourself and and, and not let that out and you can grow like that's that's a hor- we, we saw i mean i don't know it's just 
it's it's interesting. Like, look at what not to get too real with this or whatever. But I mean, that happened in Downton Abbey uh, with Thomas. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness! Yeah. You know, like like that happens with people. So yeah. Yeah. it's just like it's a it's a crazy connection, really, to think to think about. And you know, she's using magic. We're using magic to kind of talk about it, but really, it has real world sort of kind of. Uh, connections and she's not the only author to do it that's what i mean like wheel of time robert jordan does it with uh you know power users and channelers and right uh it's, it's done when when uh force channelers in in star wars like walk into a voided zone where they they're disconnected from the force and who they truly are and that they're yeah and, and like when we're when we're not allowed to really pursue our own passions and be creative and do that kind of stuff like it hurts it really it really yeah. can be a, a hurtful thing so that's interesting. Right. And on, the other thing, too, so um, now to step back away and back into sort of this wizarding world, is that you have this obscurial thing that is wanting to be used. So Grindelwald, I believe, probably was around um, Dumbledore's sister, realized something happened there, yeah. understood uh, that what this, what this was. She was 14, by the way, and so she did, if she did have one, she lived beyond 10. And it's been kept secret. Right. It's the secret of right. Dumbledore. I would only imagine, <laughs> right? Seriously, I I think it is. Yeah. Um, because there there was that's intentional. The line is that no one has lived beyond the age of ten. Mm-hmm. No doc has only been several documented cases, and yeah. now you have credence living beyond. Also um, beyond there, yeah, living beyond that age. Right beyond that age, and if uh, Dumbledore's sister also lived beyond that age as well, that's one of his secrets, and it's one right. of the things that he's kind of kept like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe himself. that's the secret. And Grindelwald's obsession starts with that. Like, oh my God, what is this power? Yeah. You know what I mean? What What is going on with his sister and the curious and a, or, or a, a curiousness, a, a fascination um, that's now been like, I, he wants weapons. He wants power sources. He wants, if he could, that's why Queenie is, is now with him. He yeah. desires those powerful objects and people and, and uh, wizards and witches around him. And even if he could, a fantastic beast, which I think right. in this next movie, we're going to see He's sending his team to capture and, and, and to use a fantastic beast. And I think Newt is going to prevent it. Try to. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just getting a little, little speculation in there for you yeah. guys. Oh, that's cool. And I, I, I always wondered, had Mr. and Mrs. Dursley, so Vernon and Petunia, had they succeeded in keeping Harry from Hogwarts, from going to Hogwarts, mm. would he... Have developed one? Have developed an Obscurus. He could have. Maybe. Because he was, I mean, they were all, like, they were, they um, despised everything that's magic or magical. Yeah. I think had they been worse, yeah, I think had, they, had, it, had it been to a certain it's like a certain degree, it seems crazy to say that because a lot of what they did was absolutely terrible and awful. So you're like, well, how far does it have to go? Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder. Don't know. Anyways. <laughs> oh, the depressing conversation of Obscurials, but they're in Newt's case, and that's right. what gets him in big trouble. Right. And we learn. So at the end of this journey through his case, we learn uh, an Arumpid is missing. An Arumpid is in there. Oh, my gosh. He had an Arumpid in there. It's gone. It's missing. Um, and so this was cool. Let me see if we can pull this up on the x-ray. Uh Let's see. There was a really cool connection to this. Yeah, here we go. Because uh, they, they, they end up going to the zoo, right? They're trying to chase it down. They, they're like asking if there was a spot and Jacob sort of guides him yeah. to the zoo. Yeah. 
Uh, here it is. So there is a connection to what's his name? Z- uh, Zeno. Xenophilius. Love good. Yeah. Love good. Yeah. yeah Luna's yeah. father. Right. So he's in possession of the horn of an erumpent, uh, when he insists, which he insists is the horn of crumple horned snorkak. I have no idea. Oh yeah, and yeah. they're they're like, no, this is an erumpent horn. It can explode. Yes. And he's like, no. Right, right, right. Yeah, because she is not fooled and knows that an erumpid horn is prone to exploding. In the novel, they find out that she is indeed correct, and erumpid yep. uh, appears in the film as one of the beasts Newt needs to recapture. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool, That this, yeah. just to kind of make the connection for some folks as to, you know. Because that thing, when it puts its horn into the, the tree, it causes the tree to explode, which almost right. falls on Jacob, you know, this whole thing. Right. Right? It sticks its horn oh in there, and it does goodness. like this, yeah. you know, like... And that's the whole point. That's why, so Newt knows um, it can be dangerous. So he's like, here you go. Um, He pulls out a hat, like a protective something Mm -hmm. hat for Jacob and says something like, you know, his head's very vulnerable. Almost like Mm -hmm. he said, and I I, I remember I turned to you. I'm like, wait, does that mean like almost like only muggles or nomadges? heads are breakable or vulnerable vulnerable but he doesn't put anything on himself like newt doesn't put anything on so i'm wondering are wizards bodies less vulnerable because and then now i make the connection to neville here like when neville fell out he tells that story he fell out of a window or his or no 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 wait his uncle or someone was dangling out of a wind him like him out of a window um and his body he fell and his body just bounced off the ground like a what do you call it we call it flummy flummy or like a bouncing ball a ball yeah yeah and that's when they knew he was a wizard so i'm like can wizards are they like protected by their magic yeah, to some, because right, because when when you're in a, a life threatening, dangerous situation like that, like that's what yeah. had activated Harry's magic, right? A lot of times around the house, like he uh, he ends up on the roof, he's being chased, and the next thing you know, he's boom up on right. the roof. How did he get up there? Right. Um, how did he levitate? How did he jump that high? How did he whatever? So maybe there is something to that. I also think too the other thing that Newt could have just used his wand to brace himself or cause a cushioning effect, a cushioning yeah, charm or something. Yeah. But still, maybe there is more more to it. Just knows that he's got right those. Right, he doesn't need it. Yes, taking care of uh, true old Jacob. It just also it's a genius idea because it's very comical just to see him in the gear <laughs> like those yeah. old pads and stuff. You're like, wow, okay. It was just kind of funny to see all that, but um, yeah. And actually, when we're we're having that scene, so they get separated. Jacob's on the run. Newt is fighting this monkey for his wand, and you had a kind of a, yes. a, a WTF moment, right? <laughs> right. Where because when we so we see uh. You know, Newt um, trying to persuade the monkey that this, like, he just holds up a stick. Here, this same thing, you know, like, what what you hold, what I hold, same thing. Can you just, you know, he's trying to get his wand back. And then we see the monkey kind of performing something. We don't know if that's the wand itself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's what gave us the uh, WTF moment in w- when we watched the trailer for the new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. When we kind of see uh, Nomad um, Jacob Jacob using the wand. And I'm like, this monkey, 
He's just playing around with the wand and Sweetie, he performs are you magic. Say- no, stop. Are you saying that if a monkey can use <laughs> even this- a monkey can use magic? <laughs> what are you saying? Because I think, hey, I, I want to think that it's that maybe Jacob's got some splinter of of magical ability in his in his body or something. I don't know. I yeah, that's the whole thing. Oh, I, I yeah, I want to talk about that. Like yeah. we all kind of have don't we you all know, magic in us and mm-hmm. you know. Some are, you know, for some it's powerful enough to bring it out. And right. Anyways, yeah. um, but that's but the wand is a magical. It's a magical item. Right. Too, it helps. So. Yeah. That's the whole like conversation. Is a wand just a thing to channel? Uh, it helps you channel the magic. But it also kind of. has a mind of its own. It also chooses the wizard. Exactly. So <laughs> it can do its own thing. Maybe it wanted to pop out of uh, out of that monkey's hand. And so the moment it had the chance to really, once it was struck, it like pops out because it right. wants to get back to Newt or something. Maybe, yeah. But well, I was want to get like, back wow. to his master, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool stuff. Anything else there in the zoo? Anything else that you know? Just oh, yeah. Funny scene. <laughs> it is. We see that big arumpa, and I was just like thinking, wow, that lake at Central Park must really been frozen solid 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 because that arumpa is like dancing and galloping on that right and it does, doesn't crack yeah <laughs> it doesn't crack yeah um yeah okay uh all right so moving on Nate, one of your next points here is uh henry shaw the senator is oh, yeah. is killed by credence right and this was interesting because you asked this question i really did not notice it nor did i think much about it but this is why i think you're onto something you had page into the words things that are said about the obscurials because you said what is it that is that the marking of an obscurial attack right or why is it make make the markings that it makes yeah how does newt know that that's classic obscurial whatever you know because because newt later on says like no look you guys should be able to tell that's we all know it don't kid yourself this was you know this was done by an obscurious right he he just um he looks at his face, the dead uh, senator's face, and he's like, yeah, that was an ex- obscurious, I think. And I was like, how does an obscurious kill? Like, why does it, the senator have all these scars all, all over his face? Um, and Nude actually, like, yeah, is able to tell, yeah, I think that was not just a... So it's like a standard thing. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a mark because, like, um, the killing curse doesn't leave any trace no. or mark like that no. necessarily, right? So. Yeah. Uh, that is, so this does, and mm-hmm. in a, in attack by it is like sort of, okay, there's not a poisoning that happened here or whatever. It's exterior markings that, you know, clearly indicated that, yeah, he was, a he was attacked and cured, right. uh, killed by a, an obscurus. Right. And that's what's the, the whole connection here is, um, that Senator totally made fun of Credence and his people, the bare bones yep. when they asked for help, um, and he called them freaks and uh yeah that's why where we see that scene okay the um credence obscurus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. killed that man yeah yeah so speaking of getting into the emergency meeting at makuza which is just crazy that is that actually, I felt like that was one of the better scenes. Like you come mm-hmm. in there and you're like, holy, they've called an emergency meeting. Yeah. There are people in here that are heavy hitters. Like these are the big uh, representatives. There's, there's, I don't know. It's a, it's a big freaking meeting. And here comes Tina walking in with the case. Newt's inside. Jacob's in there. And they come walking out and you're sort of like, what? You mm-hmm. know, it, it is, a, it, it's just a wild thing. Um, we actually stopped and it was in the, 
Gosh, it was in the x-ray again. Let me see if I can get to it real quick. But we had the different representatives. Right. We, we had the Swiss representative. And you asked me first, like, is that a German guy? Because his, his name sounds real German. Um, right. I, have it, I have it here. Um, his name is Heinrich, hang on, Heinrich Eberstadt. Mm-hmm. Where, but he, we learned that he's uh, the Swiss, um, uh, just a Swiss wizard who was delegate uh, a delegate to the International Confederation of Wizards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's representing this um, Switzerland. Right. Right. So yeah, it's just cool to see see him in there and next to President uh, Pickery and you know all the other big representatives and stuff. You had folks from different countries, and it's just really. You felt the the intensity of it. We hadn't really yeah. seen anything like that. We've seen a gathering at the Ministry of Magic, but this was an international gathering, right. like real international concern. Yep. Um, just to kind of figure out what's going on because there's turmoil here in New York City. Yeah. So just just wild. The other cool thing that I thought some general trivia for you guys. Again, this is all X-ray stuff, and then from there we've kind of gone down some rabbit holes and dug into different things. But the uh, the actress that plays uh, President uh, Pickery. You mm. suggested that she be left-handed because left-handedness is associated with dark magic. I didn't know that. I thought that was cool. Like yeah. if you're, if you're, so remember earlier when um, the bare bones are talking about they've got the witch's mark. He's the one of the boys is like, is is it a witch's mark, ma'am? And there were things that marked you out as a witch or being dabbling in maybe the dark arts. If you used your left hand, something that was right. odd, a mark or whatever, yeah. and it's like, good grief. So let's just say I keep an extra eye on my students who are left-handed. All right. Right. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, but no, she's got on her dominant hand. She has rings and all these different extra, extra mm-hmm. things that I thought were pretty cool. That's a, that's a cool Easter egg that the yeah. character. So the actress thought about that and thought, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to play like the president. Okay. Like this is this the big deal here. Yeah. And she gets to go in and, and kind of help design her character a little bit. It's awesome. Yeah. So. And then we, I mean, he, uh, Tina shows up and they're all again like, Tina, what are you, like Goldstein, what are you doing here? That's not fair though. Uh-huh. You know, it's just not fair because she, she tried. She did bring yeah. the case in there and yeah. you dismissed her. So, yeah. you know. And like, then they learn how this is all, that this guy, Newt, is now connected uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this whole incident. Um, and that uh, he, he, so she knocks on the case and then who comes out? Newt and Jacob, mm-hmm. and it's like everyone, like all the the whole crowd. You hear them gasping, like a no match at the meeting. What Crazy. a scandal! It's a, it is a big scandal because again, it's all about secrecy and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like you almost and hear someone in the back, Newt, like yeah. obliviate him. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah. they're just they can't believe he's there, and he has no idea what's going on. He's just like, yeah. huh, you know. And you're trying to, you know, we're always trying to understand why people act the way they act. And this whole secrecy thing, obviously, um, was a necessity after this whole witchcraft thing. And like the Salem witch trials were initiating this whole like, hey, people are trying to kill our communities. Yeah. We have to do something. We have to keep it a secret. Muggles are not to trust. Um, Yeah. So there was an actual reason for them to say, hey, we we just want to protect us or Mm. our people. Which turned then into, hey, so there is certain muggles who would do that, but then they say, no, we better protect ourselves from all muggles. And mm-hmm. they right. they transfer, or, or what's the right word? Um, they, they just kind of say that to all, uh, about all muggles. And mm-hmm. then it t- turns into this whole secrecy thing. Yeah. 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 
Uh, yeah, so wild scene there. And then next up we have kind of the uh, like the interrogation because they confiscate the case. You get some cool mm-hmm. stuff with like Newt, you know, and you get the and English his- representative going, what are you doing, Scamander? What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like yeah. which Scamander is this, the the, the, the war hero or uh, it's his brother? Right, his brother, yeah, he's right? just the younger brother, yeah. Which, by the way, is something cool to think about. Like his older brother must have been, has some renown. Yeah. And so he's going he's gonna to right. be. Right, we learn about that next, the, right. in the next movie, yeah. It's going to be a bigger deal. Um, so yeah, but who confiscates his suitcase? I was shocked. Yeah, Graves, yeah, it's yeah. Graves who's really Grindelwald, right? Right, and that's what he, he uses the Obscurus. And like, it's it's interesting how Newt is sort of like filling in the gaps for everyone, not filling him in, but just pointing out the obvious. Like, no, we know an Obscurus killed this individual, they they didn't want to believe yeah. that at first, and then he's like, no, Graves, you know, that can't do anything, that, that, that thing right. can't do any harm at all, right? And he falsely accuses him, right? Of uh, and I thought, like, how crazy is that that they have to face execution yeah there's no trial nothing and i i i I remember saying to you like they the staff there is not even like either grindelwald maybe he put a spell on them i was about to say Uh, yeah the the imperious curse or something like there's no way that i don't know if people have talked about that i'm sure people have sorry but like I've always thought it's odd. They act a little strange, don't yeah, they? they do. They act like they're under his influence. And I'm sure that's been a theory and something. But, like, we see people who, when he's imprisoned later, mm-hmm. are under his influence and under his sway. And he has a lot of secret agents out there. And, right. and like, that's the whole deal. You don't know who is supporting him, where his fanatics are. Right. And he's just sort of like, no, just just do it immediately. Execute them. Be done with it. Right. And Tina seems to know that lady. She, I think yeah. she addresses her by her first name. Um, oh, wow. like, hey, you know, you know, you can't do that or something. And, um, yeah, there's and, almost like no recognition though. And her yeah. eyes, they seem different. They seem distant. Mm-hmm. The executioners, they do not seem like normal. I don't know. They, they seem like they're under an influence. Yeah. So they might be. Yeah. But yeah, no, no trial. And you kind of ask like, is that, is that a normal thing? I don't think it is. And I think that's the, mm. what the suspicion is. Like right now there's such an intensity going on that no one's really able to kind of like look around and really stop and ask questions we're all just trying to get to something you know like a, a major plot point right. so um yeah but let's get to the so our last part here before we kind of uh, jump off this is we're doing part one of fantastic beast is this execution room and and then we're going to be moving kind of into the uh wrapping up the show here a little bit we're at about an hour and 40 45 uh <laughs> okay. which is which is fun so yeah you were like i don't know how long wow. we can talk about that we had a long time we yeah. can talk a lot so it's just fun because there's there's so many cool little little things and it's yes. just it's just nice to get it out and get ready and get hyped for this next film. So when they're in there, it was, it's a really interesting thing. This this liquid water, mm-hmm. the execution room is so different. It's not. I, I think we again. I think people underestimate what we saw in this film because you got to see they had to create this. Like, what does an execution look like? What are they going to use? And they use the influence from the Salem witch trials, where it's like they they tie you to a chair, drop you in a tank of water, and if you sink. Uh, you're innocent. If you float, you're guilty. Right. They're going to push you back down again. But if you sink, you're kind of dead, right? I mean, maybe yeah. you could die if they pull you out in time. Who knows? But that was sort of the trial. And it's just sort of a weird thing. But yeah, they have this moment where um, where they kind of like to get you to go into that water, mm-hmm. right? You notice something that they do to Tina. Yeah, they take they just take her memory. Like we see um, Dumbledore or people um, do it with the... Um, with the pen sieve, mm-hmm. they take yeah. their memories, and we see that um, taken out of her, and they put it in the water. Uh, 
so Tina sees her her mom, mm-hmm. and they try they put in the water to kind of lure lure her lure yeah lure her in to make her feel good about getting in the water. She's yeah. like, "Don't that look good?" Yeah, trying to give him a happy thought just to kind of. Yeah, yeah, go in there. And this is not any normal liquid. I mean, it's going to just like, you know, anything that touches it just, you know. Right. Starts to kind of um, burn up or whatever. Right. So, so the last thing, so the last thing, scene we're going to discuss, and I thought that was kind of cool, um, is when we see Queenie just walking uh, through the Makuza building. Yeah. And she heard Tina's thoughts all of us. She's like, she drops um, her tea tray, I think. Um, and... She uh, has she knows what's going on with Tina and she's like shocked because so I think <laughs> I told you this. And I was like, oh, yeah, Snape totally said that. And I, I realized, oh, no, I think this is actually from Twilight when yeah, Edward yeah. explains to Bella that the closer you are to a person, uh, the better you can hear their thought or he at least the better he can hear their thoughts mm-hmm. or even Ellis seeing um the future of people that are closer closest to her um and i just kind of imagined that might be the case for for legit uh like queenie too right um yeah but i also read about um you know our quote from today mm-hmm. which queenie said people are easiest to read when they're hurting right and so she's about to be like when when her when she realizes she's going to be executed right before they cast her memory into the liquid before all of that it's just anguish and hurt and betray all this different emotions she's feeling that I think would be easy to read for your sister uh, who's a legitimate in the same like in the same building essentially right to read and feel that and, and to sense like oh my that's a strong strong emotion too and she's hurting um, so then boom she can kind of yeah. pick up on it pretty pretty easily so. Just because you wonder too, like if she's across the world, would she still have felt it? I think an echo of it or a distant call, but not as as strong. Um, you know, I feel like that's it's a it's a kind of a mysterious power or ability. Yeah. So that I think we're gonna learn more about clearly because Queenie's a big deal in uh, in the next movie and in the in the third film. Right. Oh yes. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. So, hey, uh, to wrap this up, we kind of have like our our final little segment. We might add segments in as we get along and as we go down the road, or if you guys want us to add something in, if there's something you think would be cool to add to the show, uh, always feel free to kind of send us some a message at Fleur and Bill, um, or you guys can send us some. I think our email is Fleur and Bill at gmail dot com. Right. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. One word. Fleur and Bill. Yeah. Fleur and Bill at gmail dot com. You guys can send us some a message over there if there's uh, thoughts or whatever. We will read your your message um, on the show for sure. Yeah. I cannot wait to get that first message from someone and read it. I know. Exciting. I know. It would be it would be be really cool. So uh, just because we're always interested in in finding like um, you know Potter friends and it's it's so funny. Once we've kind of embraced, like you embrace that side of you and you you really go, like, yeah, there's so many Potter fans out there. There's so many yeah. Wizarding World fans and people who are into your fandom and, and just, just cool stuff. I mean, the fact that you mentioned that we watched uh, Downton Abbey just, just earlier, like there's Downton Abbey fans out there, you know? Right. Everyone's watching Bridgerton right now. All right. Let's, let's just admit <laughs> it. Let's just admit it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, but this is our advice of the day. And really, it's just sort of a takeaway, um, something that we want to talk about just, you know, from what do we get from the first half of this movie what are some of our thoughts 
and you wrote something down there, sweetie. You want to share it? Right. So we didn't get really to talk, we didn't get to talk about um, a quote that I um, I made this like my uh, every New Year's Eve I write down something I want to accomplish this year or something um, that I want to stick to this year almost like a almost like a motto for this right. year, and I thought this year I really want to take um, Newt's words um, of worrying that worrying means to suffer twice and i'm like yeah sometimes we just worry we just live in a world of worries yeah and i mean yeah it sometimes that helps to prevent things and sometimes it is necessary to think ahead yeah but yeah. a lot of times we worry about things that are never going to happen. And if they happen, that's right. Then, yeah, we suffered twice. We suffered mm-hmm. when we were thinking about the, you know, thing we're dreading. Right. And then we suffer again when they happen. Right. Yep. So why not suffer a little less and try to worry less? I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And the second thing, um, especially after the show today, do not suppress your inner magic. Yeah. Do not. No. Embrace it. Uh, yeah. That's that's really that's really good because that was that was kind of a neat um, that's a neat takeaway to think about. Like you know, we all do have that magic ability inside of us. We have that spirit. Your spirits are magical, and I think embrace who you are. Be true to yourself. Right. You know, and follow your passions and your dreams, yeah. and really just go into the world with positive with with a positive energy. Right. We always want to say like I I literally want to always be preaching to people positive energy and kindness like it's just it is so rewarding it's fun to be around and it's, it's just a it's a good um kind of thing to carry forward into in, in into the world and you know which which you said as well about um worrying like we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks you and, you, you, <laughs> yeah. i mean really we're like yeah. we're you get so worked up over things and and i think you said to me a couple weeks ago you're like we just gotta like live we just have to like live our lives right and just live in this moment right. and just enjoy Life today happens. like today's happening right, right now. now and yeah whoa <laughs> that was whoa. magical <laughs> oh, that was no magical. yeah i totally agree yeah. um and it's like they, i'm enjoying this podcast i enjoyed the setup for it i enjoyed all the me too all, all the fun times oh, that so we much. that we have like it's just i don't know it's a way to yeah. get all of your thoughts and out and just talk and then hopefully meet new people who want to engage with us as well that are that are kind of of a positive mindset and just uh i don't know it's just right and i i know there's you know this whole um uh conversation about what is it a no not poisonous positive positivity what is it like almost like where oh everything's positive everyone needs to be happy all the time that's not what we're trying to say and i'm always about like have your moment Mm-hmm. be disappointed for that moment be mad be you you can be sad or mad about things for a second because that's mm-hmm. um, an emotion don't you know don't suppress that do not suppress that emotion but then learn how to um switch over to okay this is the new situation what do i do now mm-hmm. how do I, how can i make the best of it so yep. do not live that emotion and then move on yeah yeah, I like it. That's good. Well said, sweetie. Well said. Okay. Um. Well, friends, hey, as as I said, oh, are you serious right now? <laughs> I honestly, this is actually kind of great that this is. You've got to get that under control because that actually took me. That scared me for a second. 
and you probably scared other folks. I just want you to know that. Okay. <laughs> you think you're funny. You think you're funny, but um, we got to get the, the dishes in the kitchen under control. Remember, friends, to go check out um, DreamYard. I'll put a link in the description. We haven't got the custom URL yet, so it's going to look kind of funny. Like the super long URL down in the description, but go check it All out right. because honestly, uh, Lottie is playing around with like different sounds and recording sounds. We recorded our actual kitchen. <laughs> uh, sounds like you're throwing stuff around in the kitchen, you know? Um, I'm sorry. I got to practice my magic. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we would, I think just really enjoy the arts, the sounds, the visuals, all that kind of stuff. And it's just fantastic. We like to have, uh, candles kind of lit and smells going as well. So just all, and trying to engage all the senses and, you know, I don't know, even when you hear someone sip coffee, you can taste it. You know what I mean? You can, you can, right. I just feel like, oh yeah, get in there, get in there. Nice. Come on. Give us a nice little, get, yeah. Okay. That was the worst <laughs> sip of coffee i've ever heard in my life you almost spit that all over a microphone <laughs> what the heck let, let, let a professional operate here real quick one second please don't spit all over the place please i got it okay okay here we go here we go let's go is that pretty good? Is that is, so much I feel better. like I'm a professional I don't know sipper. what I, that was. It was what were you doing? It was like too you were, much pressure. It's like you were chugging it. I, I heard like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Like, what? <laughs> that's that's how they, that's how they drink in Germany, folks. I don't know. Oh is, sorry, I'm just kidding. On that note, I just want to throw out. I mean, if you've been listening till this point, yeah. uh, thank we, you. We love you. So, so much. And yeah. thank you also for... I know sometimes, you know, I, I'm trying to find the right words and um, I'm, you know, pretty fluent in English and, and I'm you an English her. teacher. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes it's just like you have that German word popping up in your head and you're like, you're trying to find the right. Sometimes there isn't English even word. like the yeah. perfect English word to describe it. So thank you for putting up with uh, some little pauses here and there. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you a question, sweetie? Yes. Does your mind like think in German? No. So that's okay. the thing. Right now, I I have a switch, switch. in my mind, okay. so it does think in English, and I don't even have to think. Like but, I don't translate every single sentence that I want to say. Right, but when the word doesn't come to you, you start to fish. Like, okay, what is that in German? Right or something? Uh, you kind of other way around. So sometimes there pops up a yeah. There's a German word that pops up because it's what would describe what I want to say mm -hmm. best. And I'm like struggling. Oh no! What's yeah, the shoot. what's what was the English word, or how do I say that in English? That just happens sometimes. And you're like so. that unsophisticated English like... language. It just doesn't have the word <laughs> I need. Gosh. Right. No. Yeah. Oh, it happens both ways, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. No, that's cool. And honestly, you you like again second pot. This is great. This is this is fun for me. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy this. And and again, we really do want to make new friends. We want to make new Potter friends. And so that's kind of where what where we're at with this. Is that a new Potter friend already? <laughs> wow, what? I've been listening like ding. Wow. That's hey, which will be. By the way, that's kind of the fun thing is is uh, being the tech wizard. I like to kind of upgrade a show and start off just with something pretty simple and get the shows out there and have fun with that. And then in the future, you know, if if uh, if people are interested, I'd love to kind of do some live stuff and Discord and things like that that we could really yeah uh, keep and. And follow through on like there's a thing with so having um, Lottie do this and her working on Ambience Yard, wow, <laughs> Dream Yard, Dream Yard, Ambience Yard. <laughs> it what there's a history. Sorry, it's a, a, anyway. 
Um, but the fact that you work on that and like, you know, you're kind of like helming this, uh, like with the doc and everything, it's just so cool because there's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just fun to have sort of a routine and a ritual and a ritual magic. Sorry. Uh, it's just, it's just cool. And so hopefully you guys will, will hit us up and, and talk to us and engage. I, I would love that. I truly would love it. It'd be awesome. Me all right. <clears throat> So, friends, with that, um, that's all we have for this week. We're going to be coming back soon. But thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio, 94.7 COZY, which in case you, if you didn't know, COZY is cozy. It's cozy. You're not supposed to explain. I know, but I wanted to. It's the second episode. Now, I'll never explain it again, but I think it's funny. Um, Okay. So we we hope you'll join us in the future. Uh, We thoroughly do enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like a bumbling, babbling, Band of baboons. It's a t- babbling, bumbling band. I, I messed it up and I, just, I, I committed to it. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, please don't behave that way. Come be positive, Potter people. And uh, if you don't want to miss the next episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review. The reviews are really helpful. So, if you have enjoyed it, I know it's only second episode, but down the line, if it's episode three or four and you're like, all right, you know, hey, they've, they've come around. Lottie's starting to. She's now speaking fluent German on the podcast, if you think that's cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, maybe I'll, we'll have a great listenership in, in Germany. Uh, but no, if you do enjoy it, just leave us a review. Follow us on social media at Fleur and Bill. Right. We would love to have you back next week for part two of our rewatch of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. So, yeah, like you said, that's it for this week. And thanks for joining Fleur and Bill in their cozy shell cottage. We know it's not much, but it's home. Knox. Oh, that's kind of a cool sound. Fire alarm going on. I can't. I can't see anything beyond. On the... Look how my my, my, my computer is massive. I can't see <laughs> over there. I have no idea what you're doing. Sometimes I just you know like to sketch something while we're talking, and I just I was looking at you and I <laughs> hold oh, this up to the camera. So if you want to see what my goodness little, little uh, sketch of oh, that's that's unbelievable. Izzy looks like that's um, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, I got a lot of hair there. I got a lot of. <laughs> Wow. Let me know if that looks anything. Uh, Does that look like me, guys? Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, two zero.